So what he's saying is, I shouldn't use the N-word as much as I normally do. Gotcha. Oof. Yes. <laughs> Why are you hating on nectarines, man? Man, forget nectarines. It's tangerines all the way, baby. Well, that is true. All right. <laughs> they're both less worthy oranges. <laughs> they're both they're both bet, but more accessible oranges. Oranges are like locked up in this weird fleshy prison. <laughs> they gotta make you work you start, for that shit. And that's where you start the recording. Weird fleshy prison. And you gotta make work for that shit. And no context. No context. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. We've we've got our vamping out of the way. Uh, hi, th- th- this is a uh, reality breached. Uh, I don't know why I always fucking forget what show I'm recording. Uh, I'm gonna blame that on Jeff because he's here. Don't blame it on me. You just said your name was reality breached instead of Sergio. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. <laughs> There's no way I said that. I'm just uh, okay. reality breached. This is reality breached. Uh, I, I have a, a, a crew of chuckleheads here uh, to talk about a movie. That was full of chuckling. Uh, I've got, as previously stated, Jeff Hubbard on the call. How's it going, Jeff? It's going really well, Sergio. How's it going for you? Eh, it's fine. I'm here. Uh, Jarius Thomas. Welcome to the show. I I always find it funny. Like When you start these shows, it sounds like you're tapping somebody on the shoulder and you're about to make an announcement. Like, hey, 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 reality breaches off. <laughs> if you legit felt a tap on your shoulder, Jarius, I'd be running. That's good. <laughs> hey, that's good marketing. Yeah. No, it's not. It's I, terrifying. Th- th- that third, <laughs> that other voice that you're hearing is technically not here yet. That that's Michael Yates. Um, he's supposed to be swooping in when he gets home from fathering his child, rearing his child. Is that a thing? Dadding, like, maybe. Dadding, maybe dadding. Yeah, I like so dadding. Parent. He's, He's going to disappear for a while, but he's here, technically. He gets credit. I'm like a ninja, you know, when I get in there, you know. You know, at, at the end of this call, I'm going to be like, the bell doesn't dismiss you, I do. <laughs> uh, we're here today to talk about the Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad. Not Suicide Squad colon something or another. The Suicide Squad, the only Suicide Squad. Um, it is the pseudo sequel, or full on sequel, or soft reboot of the Suicide Squad franchise. Uh, in, in the DCEU, which would be the, the DC Extended Universe, I think is what it's called. Uh, and it, it's it, it was directed by James Gunn, written by James Gunn. Uh, very shortly after he got canned from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And in that short window where he was unemployed, he wrote and got signed to direct The Suicide Squad. And because of all that, we're here to talk about it. 
let's kick this off with just what we always kick it off with. Did you is the movie any fucking good? Jarius, go. It is. As, awesome. Um, uh, Jeff, is the movie any good? It is fucking fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I would agree. The, the movie is fantastic. Uh, now, Jarius, you may continue. Yeah. Uh, so as someone who takes guilty pleasure in watching the other Suicide Squad movie, I was happy that this one was as solid as it came out to be. Um, one thing that made me actually care about the characters, which I kind of cared about them in the Air Suicide Squad movie, but it, it's it's always impressive when directors can take lesser, and I mean, we're talking C and D list characters in this one, and make you actually invest in them. And that's one of the standouts, and, and really, uh, to the credit of James Gunn, it's one of his strongest things. I mean, that's why you hired James Gunn in the first place, right? That's why he was perfect for Guardians of the Galaxy, who were also C-list or D-list characters at the time. So, yeah, the, the movie works as as a um, a motley crew sort of deal where you have all these unlikely people come together for a common goal, begrudgingly, but they came together anyway. And it just worked. It worked for me. The comedy, the action, the violence, all of it just worked very well. Okay. Okay. What about what? What do you have to say, Jeff? Well, for me, um, you know, coming into this, you know, I'd seen you know the the previous two films, where this completely differs from those two films. Two films. Those two films. Both. Are you counting Harley? Uh, are we? Or are we not counting Harley? I'm not counting I Harley. Think we can. Like you can't. It's, <laughs> no it, cuts. No cuts. Like it's, um, it is the second Harley Quinn movie, but there are only two Suicide Squad movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, where this differs from the first film, Warner Brothers basically let James Gunn have the run of all of it. Like they they put their trust and their faith in this director. Where on the first film. They didn't do any of that because, you know, the director's cut or the, the original cut for the film was supposed to be, you know, much different. Um, and you can really tell they did a great service to these characters. And like, like, like Jarius said, really wild B-list, you know, characters that, you know, a lot of people probably have never heard of unless you're, you know, a, a comic aficionado or in a comic enthusiast. Um, and overall, it's just it's just the better film in the sense of like I absolutely loved every minute of it. Um, getting that redemption for Harley, Harley was a, was a fantastic part of this film and probably the most truest version of Harley that I think that we've seen on film, uh, not only in just the way that she acted, but also um, her outfits and stuff. And then for me, um, my probably some of my most favorite moments in this film have to do with King Shark. Man, King Shark was a trip, dude. He I mean, it's, and it's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. You know, and he loved playing that role. He's like, I just don't play dumb sharks forever. I just do the voice. You know, it's like, this is great. Just go with it. Well, um, he has sounded like a dumb shark for a good 40 years. So. Oh, come on. Don't, don't do that to Stallone, man. <laughs> 
In some of those movies, though, you can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, you really can't. And now it really works, but I understood everything the shark said. I guess my ears have adjusted at this point. Yeah. And this yeah. and this is a different version. Like this is a you know a dumb take on him because he's always been kind of different. And it depends on what what iteration. Like sometimes yeah. he's smart and like just like vicious. But um, you know, I really enjoyed the dumb version, and he's still vicious. Um, but he had so many fantastic lines and just moments in this movie, especially like when he's hiding on the bus, and he's his head is poking out underneath the tarp, or he's like <laughs> everybody is like rush to one side to rescue flag and then they're on one side and then the next thing you see is his face poke up out of the <laughs> freaking curtain <laughs> like just oh man it floored me so much because i just I, I had to watch that over and over again um but this this was a very interesting and unique film in the sense of all the the stuff that he got to do and i probably probably the biggest um shocker moment for me was seeing Starro on screen. Yeah. Um, which is like one of the biggest, bold. most, um, I want to say feared, but like most iconic DC villains because he is. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. <sighs> I've literally oh, never, yeah. heard of him. never, ever heard of him. He's so, like, Starro, Starro is a big deal. He wouldn't be my first choice to like put a, a movie out where he's the central villain because of how obscure he is and how hard it might be for people to kind of buy into him because he's a giant starfish. But yeah, he he he's done some damage in the comics. I will say that. Yeah, because yeah. especially especially like when he when the offspring get a hold of um like the Justice League. Yeah. That in itself is terrifying. That thing latches onto Superman, you're done. Yeah. So I like yeah, those high stakes. I like those those of course it didn't it didn't really happen in any in any of this, but I'd like going forward I'd love to see um him returning, you know, more stuff. Um but that was that was just cool because it was it was unlike anything that we'd we'd seen before up until this point. Right. Like sure, yeah. Let's look at a fucking starfish from outer space that can take over people's minds and bodies and everything. And like, let's just do that. Okay. <laughs> it, it, was, it was it's funny like i was watching the movie and, and uh my wife comes came home from work or something and uh she saw this she looked at the screen and she said what the hell is that and i'm like <laughs> apparently it's starro the conqueror and she goes oh that's adorable and, and then king shark pops up on screen and she's like is that a fucking shark I'm like yeah he's adorable too what are you watching you know what? I never considered that of uh, like how it would be if somebody who was completely unfamiliar with the movie came home, no context, and just came in on any given scene <laughs> and what they would say. So that's hilarious to even think about, yeah. really. That's like an everyday uh, occurrence in the Lugo household. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "What the fuck are you watching?" Um, but so, so I, I kind of want to add an addendum to to your opening statements there. Jeff, because because you you painted DC out to be or or the the DC team that you know greenlit this movie to be some sort of like think tank that knows what they're doing, and I'm it, despite how good this movie was, I'm still not going to give them credit for it uh, b- because basically what happens or what happened is James Gunn got fired. He then publicly stated he wanted to make a Suicide Squad movie. DC 
not knowing what the fuck they were going to do with Suicide Squad, said, oh, you do? Oh, okay. We're not doing shit right. with it. And just let him do it because why the fuck not? There's a lot of buzz around his name. Uh, we can get a lot of sympathy dollars. Like it's it's a win win regardless. So them right. giving him the, the 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 full creative reins was the right choice. I just don't think it was as altruistic as what you were making it out to be to start with. It's like the uh, LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers thing. He was there and he made the Cleveland GMs look good the first time because they put a decent team around him. And as soon as he left, they tanked. He came back. They won the championship. He left again and they started tanking again. Yep. I'm not giving the Cavaliers credit <laughs> because they had an all-time <laughs> talent and they were smart enough to put talent around them. And I feel the same way about DC. They haven't shown me that they have overcome or can see beyond themselves uh, long enough to get this thing to work. I give James Gunn credit. Like I, the LeBron James in this analogy, I give him all the credit. And to <laughs> me, they should be throwing money at him for when he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy 3, assuming he becomes a free agent, and bring him in to, to really come up with the structure. If they are still choosing to continue the DCEU, which it looks like they want to do that. Uh, because uh, there's there's the what three more movies well. in the tank for that, right? Yeah, there's, there's Flash, uh, Flash, Black Adam, Shazam yeah. two, Wonder Woman three. Well, Wonder Woman three hasn't been like finalized as to what they're yeah. doing with it. Like Black Adam is filming, Flash is filming, Aquaman is in like pre production. I believe I made this prediction on one of the podcasts, and I said Black Adam is going to save. DC. I'm sticking with it. And the Suicide Squad may have further opened that door up for Dwayne Wade. Not Dwayne Wade. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you're and right. You're right. The one. It's if another Dwayne world, Darius. It is another if world. Dwayne, <laughs> if he comes in here and he saves DC, like how I don't even know how they're going to market it, but I can see a reality where he crosses over with the Suicide Squad. Like it, like in my mind, it's it, like it's it's the rock. Like you don't need to market it. <laughs> you don't exactly. You do not. Um, you, you, just, they put, better you hope. just put his face on on the marketing, and then put a asterisk next to his name, and at the bottom you put, and this is a comic book movie. And that's it. Yeah. And then you yeah, put it's... Kevin Hart somewhere in the background too. Really little guy. It's Dwayne. <laughs> it's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Featuring the rest of the DC universe. That's yep, what and, needs to And Kevin Hart. And, and Kevin Hart, who's probably going to come in and play, what, Toy Maker or something like that? I can see that. <laughs> He's the size of a toy. Dude, no, for real, though, that. I thought I heard somebody say he was going to come in playing Toy Maker. No, 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 no lie. I, I heard <laughs> see, a, a, a little about that long time ago. If you look up Toy Maker right now, I dare you to say Kevin Hart would be perfect. He would absolutely work as toy maker. Nice. And if you put him next to Dwayne Johnson, you got a hundred million dollars on opening weekend. <laughs> and that's post COVID. Exactly. Post COVID. And now that that is the concerning part. The numbers shot up and it did affect this movie's um box office performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, like, like right I now, it's like the the ceiling for any big box office thing is 200 million domestically yep 
that's yep. the ceiling. You're not going to get any better than that. Um, but I, but th- th- there's enough positive, uh, like word of mouth, and I'm sure the HBO Max numbers are at, you know, through the fucking. Yeah, board. astronomical. Yeah. So there's there's no way DC comes out of this in the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Now, at, as for James Gunn, so. His next project is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. As you said, he might become a free agent, not have anything else to do after this. You're right. DC should probably pick him up. I don't really like him. (laughs) Okay. It's not that I don't Um, like him. Like, this movie is a fucking banger. Like, start to finish, it is exactly the Suicide Squad movie we needed. I'm not a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Period. Like I, 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 I will I, say, I'm not head over heels like a lot of people are. I don't, I don't get it. I enjoy the characters, but if you ask me, Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, neither of them are cracking the top ten. Um, no, I, I'll put the first one in the top ten MCU movies, but that's just because there are a bunch of them that aren't that good. <laughs> so, no, yeah. I would put the second one probably bottom three. The first Guardians, I'd probably put bottom 10. Because I I just feel like those movies are trying so hard to be funny and failing so miserably. Sure, there are a couple of chuckles here and there, but there are there's no like belly laughs. There's nothing on the screen that you're just like, holy shit, that's hilarious. Like one of the funniest things. One of the funniest things in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was the was the um, Mary Poppins line, and that's legit not even funny. <laughs> yeah, that is true. It, it's and if you look at the Suicide Squad, it's just rated our Guardians of the Galaxy, which is why the comedy works to me much better in that field. I mean, they even got their version of Baby Group with the little rat Sebastian, and yeah. you have Drax with uh, King Shark. Like the yeah. <laughs> honestly, the plot I believe the plot is almost the same, or it takes a plot point from Guardians of the Galaxy two with all these characters with daddy issues. So the movies are uh, that's all he did. Let's be honest, <laughs> all he did was just take Guardians of the Galaxy, gave it to DC in R rated form, and it worked. And it it overall, it's still the problem that DC has with catching up to Marvel is that they're trying to be Marvel. It's different, but it's not all that different, if you well, understand what I'm saying. Yeah, and like the other thing, too, the the biggest problem with, I, I feel, with a lot of the DC films is they don't have their own Kevin Feige in place to map everything out. They were like right. they were in a rush, like you said, to catch up to Marvel. Oh, we got to do a Justice League movie. I'm like, no, set everything up first. Just take your time, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I don't know if either of you have, have watched – uh, Titans, but like the TV series, but I've been watching it and like that's pretty damn close to the comics, probably more than any of the other shows that are out there. I've heard but, good things about it. Um, and so like with with DC, like I feel Suicide Suicide Squad was like definitely one of my top favorites. First Wonder Woman, Shazam, Man of Steel has a very special place in my heart for very sentimental reasons um and those are kind of like those are my picks 
but they're they're getting better but they're they're like you said like you know they're they're not none of it's connected and i feel if they had that connective tissue i think that maybe they would work you know a bit more and another problem is when they tried to connect it, we got Batman versus Superman and the weeding cut of <laughs> Justice League. Yeah. And that's not going to cut it. Well, but that was no fault of anybody's, to, you know, what happened with um, uh, uh, Schneider's family, which was an absolute tragedy. And Warner Brothers should have given him time to deal with all of that. But uh, Okay. I, all right. I, <laughs> I, I don't think it was a matter of time. He did not want to finish it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't blame I, him. I, 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 I think honestly the, don't blame the, him. And I, I don't want to reopen this wound, but now that I've you know had some t- some more time to think about the Snyder cut, like that or the, the original Justice League movie, the only way you can put, get your name on the film as a director is to direct a certain percentage of the scenes. Right. And there's no way they're going to bring in Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon, and like not let him direct enough of the film to be the only director credited for the film. Yeah. So what they should have done is just used a bunch of Snyder's fucking footage, brought in some scrub of a director. Yep. Didn't need his name on the damn poster and finish the movie. And even with that and but I, I couldn't imagine the tragedy that he went through. I'm looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at what James Gunn did in what a little over two hours with the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and to get a story even half as cohesive, Snyder needed four. I'm not sure if he would have still been able. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I'm not sure if he would have been able to deliver a movie that would have gotten this universe to take off had he still been around to, to and I'm not trying to be mean like I'm like I'm I'm just talking about this strictly from a movie going or, or a movie watching standpoint. I've watched four hours for him to come up with a story that I still had a ton of questions about by the end of it. Yeah. And we know that that's not what's gonna be it was going to fly in theaters. Now, if he would have done a maybe a two-part Justice yeah. League movie, maybe it could have worked. Maybe he could have, yeah. It, it, and maybe it could have worked, but I still don't have faith that he would have been self-aware enough to tighten up the script and the scenes in order to even make that work. Like I, I, It's almost like this was doomed from the get-go, and it really starts with trying to catch up with Marvel instead of following the Marvel blueprint. And yeah. just taking your time and, and giving these characters stories. Well, let's 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 jump back directly onto theme, and uh, I, I want I want to talk about daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, because <laughs> because me and Reed talked very specifically about this movie the the, the night we both watched it on streaming, and uh, I he didn't really catch the 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 uh, the metaphor that the end of the movie was pitching and remember when the little rat girl what was her name the rat catcher rat catcher two rat catcher two uh when when she had the flashback to her and uh her dad on the the top of the what was it like a like a building or whatever yeah and 
it was Taika Watiti and he was he was all like uh I can't remember exactly what he said but even like she was just like why rats and he was like oh, rats are seen as the you know the lowest life form mm-hmm. but even though they you know they they they're bottom dwellers and no one likes them they're still vital and can do good mm-hmm. and that in and of itself is a metaphor for the Suicide Squad as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. And very on the nose. Very on the nose, but very poignant and delivered extremely well at the right moment. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Because they could have buried that in the beginning of the movie and it kind of loses its punch. But to have it right there as they're figuring out how to beat this alien starfish thing, like just just chef kiss, just mwah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's uh, that's one thing that James Gunn delivers well. As many issues as I have with Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they nailed that in that film as well. As far as um, like father figures and, and what it means to be a family. Uh, it, 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 he does a good job putting that in there. I don't know anything about his personal history with his father or whatever the case may be, but that uh, that theme really speaks to him. It, it shines through in this film as well. Um, and it, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I think the only reason Giselle is even in this movie is because Will Smith didn't want to come back. Because he has the same exact setup as Deadshot right down to the daughter issues. Yep. And I kind of would like to have seen where they would have gone with it. Uh, but I appreciate what Idris Elba brought and his connection with Ratcatcher as far as having a, a adopted father. I thought that was very well done as well. Yeah, I, I, I personally despised all the dad shit in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I <laughs> thought it was poorly written. I did not like the whole I may not be your father, but I'm your daddy or whatever. Like all that yeah. shit. Was, all of it was shit. All of it was shit. <laughs> so 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 m- maybe the Guardians daddy issues like th- that was stepping stones for for James Gunn to learn how to tell the story right. Because I feel mm-hmm. like this movie is it like this is what this is the outcome of of dealing with daddy issues for several movies in a row. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it was a build up to this point, and now he really nailed it. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. What do you have to say, Jeff? On the whole daddy issue thing? Well, it doesn't have to be that. In general? Um, I think he does characters well. Like, a lot of these characters were relatable not a not a giant, you know, <laughs> shark. Uh, but dealing with you know real issues like Harley having you know relationship issues, and then um, uh, what was the guy's name? It's not Deadshot. Um, Polka Dot Man or Peacemaker. <laughs> oh man, Polka Dot Man, just whoa, those mommy issues. Yeah, wow, that was, that was that was <laughs> yeah, that was intense. So on on. You know, and DC has a lot of characters that are, you know, relatable um, that people can relate that that they can relate to one way or another. Um, Not Superman, not 
not Batman unless you're super freaking rich. Um, not Wonder Woman, not Green Lantern. A lot of the different Robins, uh, for sure. Um, the Robins in Flash to me is pretty relatable. Um, not the super speed, of course, but you know. Not Aquaman. Not just oh, Jesus. God damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> damn, she can't relate to Shazam. Well, I don't okay, know. Billy Billy Batson being an orphan, you know there are kids. Okay. Out there. You know there are kids. So you know, okay, there's not as many as Marvel, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, That's the point I'm trying I to do, make. I do, I do get what you're saying. Yes, we're, yes. We're listing off all the damn metas and and super beings and shit, you know. But it's um, you know, I think it it honed in on that, and so like in where Aldris Abba is, um, you know. He's like, I'm not a father figure, I'm not a hero, whatever. And of course, in you know, in the end, in the eyes of his daughter, he he gets redeemed. Mm-hmm. You know, which I think was really cool. So, by the way, they took that straight out of Armageddon. You remember that uh, that one dude who's going into space and he had the son and his ex-wife, and then uh, she saw on TV when he made it back to Earth and her eyes welled up, and then she came when he landed and all that kind. They took that shit straight out of Armageddon. I, I don't think that was his yeah. inspiration. It's more like Dirty Dozen and stuff like that. Nah, screw that. It's on again. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Like I, w- I was thrilled in the beginning of the movie when, when it, like, uh, what was it? Not Deadshot. What was it, his actual character's name? Uh, Bloodsport. Wow, Bloodsport. we did. We have not said his name the entire yeah. time. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah. When, when Bloodsport, like, when his daughter shows up and he's like, look. Your mom saddled me with you. I didn't want you. Go the fuck away. I was like, yeah! <laughs> finally! Finally, somebody said it. <laughs> finally, a movie where they, they're portraying an asshole dad. Like, all of these these superhero and, 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 and movies where the dad is the good guy in the end, like, mm-hmm. there's always that, he, he, he has that look on his face like, oh, I really care for my daughter. No, he's just like, go the fuck away. You're a liability. Yeah. And like, it just seems it's, it doesn't do much for that character, but it really made me light up because it was so unique. It's something you don't ever see. Yeah. And that's, I, I think that this, that's this movie as a whole. Yeah. It was so different from anything else that had come out before it. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of different, um, have you heard the very different direction James Gunn wanted to go in at first with the villain? Wasn't he, wasn't he going to – wasn't Superman going to be the bad guy? It was going to be freaking Superman, and part of me would like to see how that would have played out, and I wonder if Starro still would have been a part of it because you could have easily used him. Well, I've actually got a video game for you coming there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. I also heard that, too, that they – that um in an interview that he said that he wanted to do that. Like, if they did a sequel, I'm like, man, that'd be great. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I definitely would. And it's different. Again, it goes with with it being different for the DC universe. Yeah. I, I would I, definitely be signed up for that. Yeah, I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> like, un, under no circumstance do I want to see that. Because cause you have basically God going against a bunch of underpowered misfits who can't really work together that well. Which means it's going to turn into one of two things. 
somebody with magic beats Superman or someone with a shit ton of kryptonite beats Superman. So the movie's written already. Like, we don't need mm-hmm. that. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I can. I, can, I feel you on that. Um, Maybe. I don't know. It, like. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, I would. Um. Ah, oh, there was another point that I was gonna make about this. Uh. Oh, King Shark. And what I thought about with King Shark, and what's impressive about this movie is how much they got me to really care about him. And when he was getting beaten by those piranha alien things. I really found myself getting sad. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I like, no, I, fuck this. At fuck this point, jellyfish, man. Get out of there. At this point, the movie has shown you it has no issues with killing people. Yeah. Just yeah. from the beginning, that Rick Flag death was huge. I didn't see that one coming at all. I didn't either. And um, even though you probably should have because you got Peacemaker, Israel, and Rick Flag, they're all kind of the same person. But yeah, that one surprised me. And then I thought King Shark was about to bite it. And it, it was hilarious when he came back. Um, but and, but again, it's a testament to how James Gunn is able to get you to care about characters you may have not thought twice about. And I I really want to see like the merchandising figures when they come back because I want to see how much King Shark stuff we're gonna start seeing. As time goes on, because oh, he's clearly the guy. It's already out there now. Yeah, but I need a king shark with a mustache. It's coming. <laughs> it's no yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is. To make one, because that was like my favorite line in the whole movie. Is like disguise. I was like, how are you going to disguise mustache? <laughs> Holding up his finger to his. I was like, yes, please. I laughed so hard. He was such an innocent yet super violent idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me wonder like, who who is Dave Batista gonna play when he inevitably comes to DC with James Gunn? Because I know he already said Drake's he's done with Drake's. And I know in the sequel that's who he's gonna be linked up with. I don't care. I don't he's like Dave, I don't like I'm Dave sure. Bautista. He, he can play Bane. He could play a good Bane. That'd be good. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I kind of doesn't. <laughs> I know you do. I, I can hear it in your voice. Are you guys excited about the Peacemaker show? No. Is it Mr. Toilet Seat Head? Because, <laughs> because, like, I again, I don't like, I don't like John Cena. They just <laughs> you ha- don't like John Cena. They, they just happened to pick the perfect role and situation for him to be Peacemaker yep. in this Probably. movie. I don't know if that character has legs. I like really he, I, he obviously has legs, but I mean, legs. Like, you know, it, after two episodes, do I give any shits? It, it's going to come down to writing and direction. Yeah. For me to, to, to really invest in it. Like, I... I can tell you, as a wrestling fan who has been a fan for his entire life, I watched John Cena in the WWE for 12 years, and now he's in movies that I actually care about. And I don't know if I can commit to a full series of John Cena without some great writing and direction. I can see the Peacemaker show working um, in kind of a 
a winter soldierish uh in Falcon way, just depending on who they team him up with or something. But I I would just have to see it. Yeah, yeah. Like every time I see John Cena in a movie, I'm never impressed with his acting. I feel like he's playing the part of an actor. <laughs> he's really robotic. Yeah, yeah. And and maybe he just needs more experience, which I don't like. Why give him more experience if he's not good at it? Just cast someone else. Do the same thing with Dave Bautista. Again, not a good actor. But you know, I, I I understand that I am the minority here in with that opinion because most people like Dave Bautista, so whatever. Hey, I, I don't look forward to these movies, but I look forward to seeing him as Drax. I don't even I don't even do that. Hey, boy, you are such a grouch. Yeah, wow. so I this is I, nothing that, new, Jarius. It's not. But it's, I don't spend as much time with him as you guys. That's true, but but also like. We are just kind of talking about very specific things that I just don't give any shit about. And despite that, I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, which is the interesting part. Like, I guess it's a testament to the power of storytelling in a way. Like, they have a bunch of actors. Well, not a bunch, but they have a director you don't like. Yep. They have an actor with a pivotal role that you don't necessarily like. And they have comic book characters that you probably never thought twice about in it. And all of it is lined up for you not to like it, but you ended up enjoying it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's probably top three uh, DC movie for me. Easily top three. And I can name the three. It's this (laughs) one, (laughs) this one, Aquaman, and uh, Wonder Woman 1. Those are the three. Uh, I would swap Aquaman with Shazam. Uh, Shit. What's the other one? Actually, no. I. Yeah, my three is very different. It would probably be this Shazam and Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is my number four. Oh. Yeah. 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 Birds of Prey was cool. Birds of Prey had the messages. That Wonder Woman two tried to put out there and failed it miserably. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about Birds of Prey, let's talk about Harley. Because mm-hmm. this this is the the third Harley Quinn movie, uh, as as Jeff said, and w- she's been through quite an arc. She's she's yep. had three different directors, three different everything's and characterizations. Somehow, characterizations. Somehow we've you know finished this third movie, and we we have a pretty good understanding of who she is in the cinematic universe. What, what? How how'd y'all like her in this movie? Of the three uh, performances, I think this one is my favorite one, especially you know where she ends up uh, and her little side arc. It could have been cut down maybe a little bit, but I I just like that she can kind of hold her own, and, and really she didn't need saving. She just needed time to catch up with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also, as far as characterizations go, I just find it funny that they basically turn her into John Wick at this point. That was an yep. interesting, a interesting, a, a, a interesting direction to take the character. To just have her really go full Keanu and just take everybody out and 
you walk out and catch a taste of like nothing happened. But um, yeah, th- this was my favorite uh, performance by Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. And even though she says she's going to take a break, I would like to see her in a Suicide Squad sequel. Jeff? Yes, I'm going to echo that as this this is my favorite version uh, of Harley. Where it, you know, as I already said, this was a redemption uh, mm-hmm. film for her. Her when she starts out in that in 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 the outfit that she's in, it's perfect. Like it's it looks yeah. like this would be a modern version of her original costume, not like a you know weird club kid outfit that she had in the second film. Uh, <laughs> You know, I was not a fan of that. I did not like that outfit, any of those outfits at all. Um, <laughs> that was a that was a fan service outfit. Come on, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she wasn't overly annoying or anything like that. But like Jaria said, like when she went full John Wick, man, that was just amazing. And like when she's when she's being tortured and she's hanging up there, that was all her. Like. They didn't use a body double or anything. She yeah. literally got the key with her toes and wiggled all that stuff up there and got out of it. I was like, that's amazing. So, so, so I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Uh, her, her outfits don't fucking matter. They do. Uh, oh, they, oh, they, they, they oh, don't, they don't, whoa. they don't. Like the, the reason they don't matter is because we're not going to spend fucking five minutes talking about anybody else's fucking outfits because they're all fucking uh, dudes. Like, uh, no, uh, I don't want to be the guy who's like feminist dude over here, but her outfits should not matter. OK, they matter. They, they matter. I'm 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 I'm, I'm inserting myself in because I'm black in action. Um, they they matter a great bit because Harley's outfits are definitely an expression of herself. When she's not talking, one for one, and the, she's never uh, not talking though. Just for the record, I true, very true. But the few moments that she is quiet, you just go, "Oh man!" You can already just imagine what she's thinking. Like Harley's costumes matter. Like 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 in the first the first Suicide Squad movie, it told her her costume told a story, and we saw more of her story. When with the flashbacks with Joker and even um yeah we didn't get any in the uh, Harley Quinn movie itself, but it told the story of her complete and utter devotion to Joker because she dressed like that for him, wearing collars, tattoos, and uh, Daddy's little monster, all that kind of stuff. That was for him. Later on, her dressing is for her. It's for her. It's all her. It's all her shit. It's what she. And that's why it, there's nothing like when she does finally dress tactical. You know, it's for like what three minutes <laughs> total on screen, and she's in some kind of outfit because you can put her in anything, and she's gonna look cool doing it. Like, I'm glad there's a new a new Harley Quinn costume to be cosplayed, and it's very simple. Everybody can do it. Everybody can make it. You ain't got any girls out here trying to run around in booty shorts. Have no business wearing booty shorts. I don't care what anybody says. I I'm, I'm dying on a hill, but. You know, it, it, it opens up a lot for the fans because we like see like we always like seeing cute girls and cute outfits, regardless if you don't think that sexism, whatever we do. And women like seeing it, too, because uh, I was watching it with my girl 
And she said, oh, my God, I love Carly's new costume. I was like, it's just a red dress. A red dress and combat boots. And I was like, fair enough. <laughs> so that that's that's all that's my two cents on it. It it does matter with guys. We it matters for us seeing other guys dress up because like man, that's some cool armor. I didn't know all his weapons were hidden in his armor. That makes so much sense. That's just like the comic book. That was dope as shit. Right? Like because in the comics, Bloodsport materializes weapons out of nowhere. That's like and they figured out he had some kind of teleportation technology. They realism Realize, you know, they realize that through, oh, he's pulling it out of his, his suit, and it, it's micro metal or mic nanotech or whatever. And they didn't explain it. They didn't sit on it. We 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 are we are all we all know that some some high science in there that somehow he still had he got a hold of. It might even be some um, guy was a new Olympian. Their their tech, you know, who knows? That's a story for another day. Costumes are important. That's all I had to say. All right, fine. Then let me qualify what I was saying. Okay. Costumes are important because you need to be able to look at the screen and go, oh, look, that's Harley. But there's, unless we're going to break down the costume of every single character in this movie, there's no need for us to go into a conversation about why it was better or worse than than the previous fucking movie. Because we're not going to do that for a dude. We're simply not going to do it because that's not what culture teaches us to do. We are taught to judge the fuck out of what women wear. Maybe you. I don't do that. So right. You were the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said yeah. he didn't like it. It's a fictional character. I ain't doing that in real life. Right. I, it, it, I want her in booty shorts. No, I don't care. I want her in this costume. Like, like. I, I, this is always kind of my go-to, but like when when we walked out of watching, uh, what was it, Endgame? No, 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 um, Infinity War, and it was like, oh, the characters are great. What about Natasha? And someone, the first thing they said was, why the fuck is her hair blonde? And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, like legit from the bottom of my heart, fuck you. <laughs> like that doesn't matter. So that's what I meant. Well, it, I am it, happy that it, cosplayers have more toys and doodads to fucking pin on their fucking bodies and shit. Well, I, I was going to insert the reason her hair was blonde is showing so progression of time. That's that's all it was. It was a, a, a low key plot, a light night plot device, a storytelling element. There we go. Or Just so, sometimes ladies dye their hair. There you go. You don't need any other explanations. Period. Some things are subtle and they're well, not. Nice why does why does Captain America have a beard? Oh my god! <laughs> and that was dope as shit. As a fellow beard owner, that was dope as shit. Right, and that first Captain America depressed when he shaved it. He looks like me. That's what that's what that beard was for. <laughs> let's get okay. Let's talk about more characters. I'm sorry. I'm I'm I I legit apologize for derailing that. But no, it's my fault. I'm taking ownership of that. All right, that's fine. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Polka Dot Man. So we're, we kind of talked, hit, hit on his uh, mom issues. I really liked this character a lot. Like, a lot. And like, they just offed his ass. Yeah. 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 Like, I, 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 I thought it was, it was, it was 
significantly uh, gross when he had to puke out all the polka dots. Like the the, the his his yeah. At least that's how I interpreted it. But how else would he have gotten rid of yeah. them? Yeah, he, like, yeah, he, he no, nah, he he's like, throwing he's totally throwing them up. Yeah. Oh, okay. I th- I thought it was something like uh like Dragon Ball Z or something where energy just busts out of the person. I thought that's what nah, he was he, doing. I didn't realize he, he was puking. Him. That's terrible. Well, see, well that's the thing. If he doesn't do that, they do bust out of him and kill him. My nigga's full of polka dots. Just. <laughs> Period. It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Like, his name is stupid. His power is stupid. The actor that they chose is not a person you would look at and say, oh, he's a hero. Like, everything about the character is the antithesis of what you would expect a, a, a like, a superhero to be. And I think that's why I liked him so much. Yeah, yeah he's like the, the, the kid in the back of the class that nobody pays attention to that just kind of keeps to himself. Who's also full of polka dots. Yes. Yep. Fucking great. And he yeah. owned he owned that role. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see who else was in this movie. Uh, Ratcatcher. But what y'all think of Ratcatcher? Mm, I I understand why they put I understand why they put it in the movie because you got to have the the heart there. You got to have the the innocent, almost innocent one of all the criminals, and uh, like. We need. I I, I would have liked to see a little more from her, like interacting with every team member. But she gravitated to the people who were soft inside, you know, like like she she you know Nanawe, you know King Shark. She was always like, oh, you tried to eat me, but you just a baby, you know. She she because you know in tune with animals and whatnot. So and she took and she takes takes a chance on danger. Dangerous people turn out to be good, and you always need that person because you because in the back of your mind you're gonna think, oh, but what do they betray you though? You know. So it's it's that innocent putting a baby in front of a a a, 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 a tire fire and just going, all right, let's see what happens. But I, w- I would like to have seen her more interact with more people, like more more team members. Like yeah. but you know, that's about it. Uh, my, my favorite scene in the whole movie had nothing to do with her, though. My favorite scene in the whole movie was in the beginning when Bloodsport and uh, Peacemaker are competing to see who can murder the most dudes. And then it turns out that they were murdering good guys. Oh, man. <laughs> That's good. Great that scene. is legit the best, the, probably the best scene DC has ever done. In every movie, Period. I laughed oh, so hard at that shit. We've seen that in other movies, but it just, it was for some reason, I agree. For some reason, it was just, it was a little more special because it's like, like you, because you just put yourself in the Freedom Fighter shoes. It's like, damn, they, you just, you just, you got rid of, you just literally eliminated an entire army because you were, you, you were measuring dicks and you didn't have enough intel. Like, that's <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. Fucking great. Uh, let's see. What characters have we not talked about yet? We talked about King Shark. We talked about Polka Dot Man. We talked it. Let's talk about the team that just got completely iced at the beginning of the movie. Oh, my heart. My heart for Boomerang. Uh, it was it was satisfying to see Captain Boomerang get cut down so quick. And they killed his ass so damn quick, man. Like I, <laughs> and he went out good too. Like. 
he got chopped up and everything. You know, he died like, around, like they made sure you knew he was dead. Right. <laughs> no. Speaking of somebody coming back from the supposed death, they made sure they made sure that he was gone. But um, what uh, who's my uh, what's that? Michael Roper? Who is this character? My, I can't uh, remember the name. Uh, I, I can't remember. I don't either. know. And I think that was the point. <laughs> but he was pretty much another quote unquote marksman, dead shot ish. Yeah. Yeah. Mercenary. You know what? I didn't think dangerous. about that. Yeah. I mean it's like I mean, think about it. Like Task for Task Force X, you're gonna you're gonna find meta humans that all pretty much do the same thing so you can interchange people out. You know, like well, this, that, this is saying his name is Savant. Savant, that's right. Because he's just so good at everything, except like staying alive. Right? Uh, well, I mean, he 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 would have without the bomb in his neck. He got on that that floaty and and kept swimming. He was gonna make it back to America. <laughs> so so, yeah. so 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 I guess I should come clean. Like I did not. I think I watched one preview for this. Right, going into the movie, I didn't know who the squad was. Like I didn't know who the, the the main good guys were going to be I, they they throw that task force for force x onto the that beach and i'm like okay all right cool i i, I really like um oh what's his name um pete davidson really like that guy uh i really like uh shit fuck what was that guy um um, Nathan Fillion's character. Nathan Fillion, yeah, I really like oh, Nathan yeah. Fillion. The detachable kid. Yeah, the detachable like, kid. He he made he sure his face was covered up just in case he gets pulled in for a Green Lantern. He made sure his face was going to be covered. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so like I see all these characters, I'm like, okay, all right, let me let me familiarize myself with these new guys, and and look, they brought back the boomerang kid, dude. Like, hey, this is cool. But immediately. They also pitched it like the pitch the first 10 minutes like it was going to be Michael, a Michael Rooker vehicle, like he was going to be the star of the fucking movie. And as much as I like Michael Rooker, I am done with Michael Rooker. Oh, like if he doesn't if he doesn't get any more roles, I'll be fine. He probably he probably needs a lot of places. It started with uh, The Walking Dead and it just hasn't stopped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, look, he's been in shit for years, though. He's been like thug goon number one, two, and three in the same movie franchise for years. He was in a movie with Van Damme. He right? was he was in Mallrats. Oh God, he was in Mallrats. We got to see his ass in Mallrats. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I'm just I'm done with Michael Rooker. So my thoughts were, oh no, oh no. Do I have to sit through an entire Michael Rooker movie as him being the star? And then when he died, I was like, all right, clean slate, motherfuckers. Let's do it. It was definitely a, a subversion of expectations. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know, you know, who all was going to be in this. I was like, wow, you just off your entire half your entire cast. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because they all featured everyone on that post, like all the posters. When you do yeah. finally see the posters, because they held those po- onto those posters for a minute and only showed like uh, just the Suicide Squad logo, and then finally started showing the posters, you see everybody in it. And it's like, oh wow, this 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 is gonna be huge. This is like 
like in game. Well, let's do it, and then it wasn't. <laughs> it was fantastic. Just, just absolutely fantastic. Because you can't service all of those characters. Yeah. No. They they Not chose even. enough, and and they serviced all of them well. So, but I I I liked I, I don't know who I think it was you Jeff that said uh, it was a subversion of a subversion of expectations. Yeah. Eighty percent of the appeal of this movie is that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I feel like it's a breath of fresh air, especially in mm. the comic book genre, for the superhero mm. genre. I mean, because, yeah, they already wrote these stories in comic form and animated series form. You, you got to gotta mix it up. You, gotta, you know, and, and, and a lot of directors, when they try to mix it up, they mess up. They have a yeah. bunch of white girls standing around singing some Icelandic folk song about Jason Momoa going into the... I'm sorry, I'm still traumatized by that scene. <sighs> you should be. Oh. Uh, <laughs> another subversion of, of expectations, the, the the Amanda Waller scene, right, where like she's about to make the decision to kill all of these dudes, kill kill her whole team, you know, because they're mm-hmm. disobeying, right? And you have Harley, who's all like, "I finally figured out what I'm going to do with this 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 javelin thing," right? Mm-hmm. Traditional movie thought is. Harley's going to do something that deactivates all of their chips. Because, like, that was happening yeah. simultaneously. And my thought was, what is she going to do? Is she going to stab everybody yeah. in the neck? Or is it going <laughs> to be, like, charged with some sort of electricity and it's going to deactivate all of them? Yeah. Because that's yeah. that's what they were pitching in that moment. Yeah. For Waller's team to turn on her was the last thing. Like, literally the last thing I expected to happen. And go for oh, Jones I, and I love the golf club. If, if you, you know what? The, the, <laughs> the history of the Amanda Waller character. Right. That's insane for anybody to even right. think about <laughs> like, bitch, She went back to her desk, held her head, and was like, well. Right. Like, it's like, it, it, but you know we need to see old girl who who hit her after that. There has there has <laughs> to be some kind of there has to be some kind of payback in the next movie for that. No, nah, I, 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 I going. We got our victory today, guys, but y'all are fired tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was crazy. But you got to give it up to Viola Davis, Davis for just giving an absolute masterful performance of Amanda Waller because you literally hate this woman every movie she's in. All right, uh, the char- the character's not likable at all. Nope. Yeah. Know. In this one, I, I kind of feel like, <clears throat> like in the first Suicide Squad, we kind of get a taste a taste of her, and then we really see who she who she is when she kills her whole uh, her whole tech team when yeah. they're about to pack up and go home, and and we were like, that seemed very unnecessary, but uh, I. You you cold blooded. Okay, we know who you are. You know that's for the uninitiated. But in this movie, like, no one's gonna like. You would think, okay, I get it. No one knows she she operates like this. You know, they would never work with her. They quit. So it, it's always that. You know, she's gonna do by any means necessary. I kind of feel like she. Mm, she I, I I guess we couldn't have any more of her than we than we got because she's literally at a desk behind a computer kind of thing, screaming at people. 
I don't know. I I, I kind of wanted more, but I guess that's that's what we're gonna. Get. I think they are gonna give you her in the field at some point because she does do that. Um, every oh now yeah. And again. They're gonna give her. They're gonna give you a move her in the field. Is is there is there value in that though? From like a like a, like a cinematic like stance, like what seeing Walter be Walter be a badass. There's no value in that. You have a whole. Uh, you, you you have a deep roster of crazy fucking meta people. I would you're gonna you're gonna put some lady in the field with a gun. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Walking Dead. Can't remember the season. When the character, what's her name? The older lady character, what is her name? Damn, I can't remember it. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, when she goes fucking gorilla, when she goes ham, everybody's like, what's this little, what little white lady gonna do? And she's was cold blooded, pretending she was like hurt, and you know, oh, I'm so scared, and grabbing a fucking knife, slit dude, start getting his gun, and just wrecked their entire team, and just walking around with a fucking sniper rifle, like, what's good, fam? Yeah, we like seeing old people be badasses, randomly <laughs> out of scope. We Man, love that shit. We like all. Grandpa with his walker. Up, oh, turns out the walker's an RPG. Don't ask me how. He just took out the whole team. I don't want to see that at all. I don't want to see that at all. She's more she's more intimidating as a wielder of power than she is some chick with a gun. We already have some chick with a gun. Her name's Harley Quinn. I'll tell you what I would like from a new Suicide Squad movie. <clears throat> I want one where they're not trying to save the world. Hmm. Okay. Those those animated Suicide Squad stories, Hell to Pay and uh, Assaults on Arkham. Those are great, self-contained, grounded Suicide Squad stories to me, yeah. and I would like to see something like that in the uh, in the field. Really, I think Hell to Pay would be would translate very well on screen if you like establish some of the more mystic side of uh, the DC universe. I think that would come across very well, but I, I don't know. It's it's something about them essentially doing the same thing the Justice League can do. And I understand you want to have stakes in what, you know, whatever it is you have. But I don't know. I would just <laughs> like to see that team do some more covert shit that doesn't end up on TV. Because yeah, I mean, <laughs> nah, in real, both movies, it ended that, up on TV. Right. I think they, they could do a story where they go and save a super, a, a known superhero. And it, we don't, we as the audience doesn't know. And like, like the whole thing we all talk about with Superman being a villain, it'd be awesome if you open the door. Oh, shit. Is that who I think it is? You know? That's Harry Yeah. <laughs> oh, kind of like and, how Hulk was in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Like, you, yeah. something else going on, then this superhero pops in, and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, like, that, that would work. I think it would work yeah. better with Wonder Woman than it would with uh, Superman, though. Yeah, well, you want somebody who can be depowered quickly. To yeah. make sense, you don't want somebody just to run shop. That's why I think yeah, Batman. You know, you know, I think well, yeah, that works too. But I think theoretically, the issue with Superman is, and honestly, he doesn't have to stand still and actually get hit with the kryptonite bullet. Like he has super speed, he can kill all of them pretty quick. Right. And that's why I kind of go with Wonder Woman because they kind of have done that before, where you're really just dealing with super strength and quickness and all that. And uh, even though she's probably shit, you can kind of handle her <laughs> better than you would be. You would be able to handle Superman. Ooh, ooh, 
let let them bring back her uh, her weakness to being tied up. Let's do that. Oh, I, I see. I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of scenes with Harley being really fun. You're not. You're not yeah. talking about any guys being tied up, Michael. What? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I just. I, I, I just like. I can't think of anybody who's gonna get tied up. Like I don't want to see John Cena tied up. I saw his his junk in this movie. Like you know. Like come on now. I'm, so, okay, I'm already. So, I'm already so. there. So let me pitch you my, the my opening for Suicide Squad three. The, okay. the first the first five or ten minutes is uh, a Suicide Squad team. It can you know contain the same ones from here or new ones doesn't matter. Uh, they're sneaking into a compound. They do it really covertly. There's some really cool action sequences. Uh, there's some punching. Harley Quinn is there. She she ices some dudes. Uh, and then the opening scene ends w- with her uh, walking in saying Ah, Brucey. Ooh. I didn't think I was gonna be okay. saving you today, and and like she, she walks really in and and then gives him like really hard shit for you know being captured by the bad guys, and then brags about how many dudes she killed. Oh, that'd be so great! But then, and there's you know he's Wayne can do except be like, thank you, Harley. Oh, we, he, you know he ain't gonna do that. He's gonna he's gonna go, go like. No, he's gonna go. Ah, it was all part of my plan. Ah, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Your lucky Waller's got your back. They right? definitely oh, should do a movie and, and to really close the um the Harley Quinn story arc. They should do one with Joker. It's Joker with Joker being the the main antagonist. I don't. I don't oh, want. I rather see. I rather see her with Batman. Like I don't know why. I just want to see a live action her with her and fucking um that um. Ben Buttflat as Batman and then playing off each other. Because that, that's really what makes these movies. Characters who you think would not play off well together play off really good because they don't play off well together. I could Okay, Batman and the Suicide Squad sounds like the name of a movie. Yeah, it's Batman Assault on Arkham. <laughs> well, you, hey, you, hey, have hey, to hey. Throw, you have We're to throw not- the Suicide Squad name in there. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not talking about that. That that's an animated movie. No, it's gonna be different. Yeah. It's gonna be totally different. And Bane's but, gonna be in it. It's gonna be played by Dave Bautista. Don't 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 speak that yeah. into the world, man. It's they gonna really happen. The yeah. They missed the opportunity to give this movie a cool title, by the way. They, yeah. they, they did. They did. I agree. And then I think I really think naming it Task Force X. And then calling the Suicide Squad or AKA the Suicide Squad, I think that would have been g- good for marketing purposes. But you, it was it's a lot of titles that they could have gone with, and it it would have stood out, and I, also I, separated it from the prior movie. I, I feel like they chose the Suicide Squad for two reasons. Okay. Reason one, to kick that first movie in the dick. Right. Of course. Of course, because this is the Suicide Squad. It's not a Suicide Squad. The other reason is they wanted to make it as simple as possible after the clusterfuck that was that Harley Quinn movie name. Oh, Jesus. It was what? Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah, that was awful. That's the title right there, baby. Yeah, so they're like. Yeah, well, they, they probably makes, went through 12 different titles and just kept truncating it down to, no, it just needs to be The Suicide Squad. And it, make, it makes sense because technically they're not Task Force X anymore at the end of the movie. By the end of the movie, 
we might just see the Suicide Squad, whatever, because they're their own team now. Because you already know they all gonna stick together, and Waller's gonna contract them instead of forcing them to do shit. But I doubt they'll work with her anymore. She's crazy. Unless, unless they all do something stupid and get put back in jail like that. Isn't that how it works? Isn't that par for the course? Yeah, but they're on the lamb. No, no, they got no. Apparently, they've gotten. I mean, they probably haven't gotten pardons, but they're just they're not gonna get. Their, wait, no, wait. At the at the end of the movie, do they get pardons? No, hell no. They still in servitude. No, no, no. Because oh, they oh. had they, they they're not gonna release because he he had the data on Star uh, Starro and their experiments for the past 40, 50 years, whatever they how long they've been doing it. Um, and he's like he was gonna release it to the public if if uh, they don't make a deal. And she's told me he had a deal. So they probably all free. And that makes sense. So Harley can't be in another Man, Harley Quinn movie. Well, that's it. That's it for the franchise then. Because it, yeah. now you got to make sense of, them, of her rounding all of them, that exact team back up again. Well, like, that's that why I think stupid. they're going to work together. I think they're all just going to chill. Because you already know Ratcatcher and uh, uh, King Shark are going to hook. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna hook up. You already know it's going to happen. You know, bestiality. It's going to happen. Um, and Idris Elba could always come back. Will Smith could also always come back. John Cena, maybe, depending on how his series goes. All you have to do is <laughs> three, three, three of the original, three of those members, and well, four. Go ahead. It's got to be Harley Quinn, Idris Elba, Ratcatcher two, maybe. They might kill her off. Who knows? But you gotta have King Shark, baby. You got you. You have to. Yeah, he he's. He is the guy. You have yeah, to have him is, in the He's the plushie. He is the plushie. Got, you gotta, you gotta have your plushie. Nobody want to ki- uh, uh, kill a croc plushie. Nobody. No, no, no. Nobody. <laughs> uh, yeah. I so so. I, I guess here's final thoughts. Um, let's let's round this table here. Uh, Michael Yates, since uh, you you kind of dipped in last minute, but. You you never gave us your your overall opinion. Uh, r- kind of bundle that up with your ed- exit here. Okay, all right, okay, okay, all right. Um, I do like the points I made about the whole father figures thing. You know, it's a very prevalent um, theme in a lot of James Gunn movies, and I think it was really great in Guardians of the Gallery, Galaxy, regardless of what you say, Sergio. But nope, um, nope it wasn't. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Man. I, I have an emotional attachment to that movie, and that's why I'm I'm I, I have I'm very biased. So I'll, I'll keep that to myself. But um, yeah. So we very good movie. I definitely subverted my expectations. I love how the main bad guy gets killed within what thirty minutes. 40 minute mark maybe yeah just boom just gone and it's like yes this is what harley would do everything kind of made sense nobody was out of character or at least the characters they established um good 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 job dc because i wasn't expecting this to be anything good like i heard starro was going to be in it and that was it like i didn't know john cena was in a movie until like two weeks before it came on disney plus like I was not, I was this Disney was Plus. Disney Plus. I'm sorry, HBO uh, Max. The no, Disney Plus version of Suicide Squad would be a very different movie. <laughs> hey, it wouldn't be called Suicide Squad. It'd be called that's the, the first crew. thing, right? <laughs> it, would, it would not be called Suicide Squad. The Nighty Night Crew. I'm gonna make the bad guys go Nighty Night. Anyway, um, yeah, like it, it's 
it was a, it was a pleasant surprise, a surprise, and I'm mad at internet because people are dumb and don't like good movies. <laughs> Day one, people were trashing the movie. I was like, "What do you want, people? Like, really though? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I stopped trying to figure folks out anymore, and I couldn't be a director in this. I cannot be a director nowadays. I couldn't be anybody trying to make movies. I don't know how Hollywood makes anything anymore. Wait, wait are you saying the internet didn't like this movie? Yeah. Well, okay, oh yeah. 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 What? Had, like day one, day one, people were you know articles were reporting that uh, the audience was split on the movie, and I was like, well, it's day one. Not everybody, everybody, not everybody's seen it. And of course, it's on HBO Max. So if you don't have HBO Max, you're probably not going to see it for a while. So but the people who do have HBO Max are movie fans, obviously. Some people so... bought it for that, and they. Like I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand what people want anymore, because this mm-hmm. game, this movie gave me everything I wanted in the first Suicide, the, the, the first Suicide Squad movie did not exist. Didn't know Will Smith's gonna be a part of it. Nothing. Just this came out, best DC movie ever. At that, you know, if, if with that, with that, in my opinion, in my opinion, best DC tag movie that has come out. In in this new DCU universe, like that's what that's what I would would say. You know, I like the first one, kinda. This one loved it. Everything was great. Maybe, maybe the maybe the haters were just very loud on this one because the cinema the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is eighty three percent. So wonderful, good. They, they, it was just it, it was just a a, bad, a couple bad comment sections for me yeah. anyway. All right, all right. Well, uh, thank you for your feedback. Uh, let's jump over to Jeff. Jeff Hubbard, we haven't heard from you in a while. Give us there your you closing, closing thoughts. Um, overall, this is definitely one of my favorite uh, new DC films uh, to come out. And again, I, I went in with no expectations uh, whatsoever. I mean, I enjoyed the first film you know, for what it was. And then, you know, but this just overall just did everything better, I think, in service of the characters and the story, and again, subverting expectations, which, you know, you're expecting certain things to happen, and when they don't, like, oh, oh! So having that that element of surprise in a film is really nice and extremely welcome, and it doesn't happen that often. And that's what I really enjoyed about this. Like, that whole time, I'm like, thinking, I'm like, man, they better not fucking kill King Shark. I'm gonna, I'm gonna riot because you're you know you're rooting for him like they he managed to make you care about a a huge number of these characters and then when they get taken from you i was like oh god man come on you know like well you're not going to be in the sequel um (laughs) the time to re-up those contracts um but like for me King Shark just just really stole the movie, especially when you know the moments where he was going to eat Ratcatcher. And they're like, no, no, He's like nom nom, no, <laughs> you wouldn't eat your friends. He's like, I don't have no friends. That that was I was like, oh man, that Aww. that tugs that tugs on you, man. Yeah, you know. And it, I was like, okay, okay, well maybe he's not such a bad guy after all, even though he could eat anyone and tear them, you know, in half. Um. But those moments where he's just like a like a puppy is the best way I can put it. 
because like you know when they're going to say flag and he pokes his head right, right through the curtain <laughs> and he's you know, trying to hide in the bus underneath the tarp he's like looking out he's looking out the window and like those little moments those little touches uh, just made it so special for me so this is definitely in my my top uh favorite dc films i i, I want to see more uh, hopefully with more king shark and harley and um the rest that survived agreed agreed and jarius <laughs> Another big credit I'm going to give this film is it made me laugh hysterically after realizing that a bunch of freedom fighters just got killed <laughs> by the heroes. That's one of the best jokes in, in the film. And the fact that, that it doesn't take itself seriously enough to do something like that and has faith that you're going to laugh along with them says a lot about how confident they were in the film that they were getting ready to put out. To me, and I'm going to say this again, I don't care how ridiculous it sounds, the Suicide Squad has set the stage for Dwayne Johnson to save the DCEU. And after Black Adam saves it, we're going to look back at this podcast when (laughs) Superman is the second most popular hero in the new Justice League movie because Black Adam is leading the Justice League, and you're going to say, I told you so. Nah, dude. I don't know about that. I am committed to Dwayne Johnson being the savior for this entire universe. Definitely the savior. I don't know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's going to happen. He's going to sell the most toys and everything. He's going to be ridiculous. Trust me. Uh, But see, Black Black Adam's a bad guy. He's not going to lead the Justice League. Oh, no, he's going to be. A, he's definitely going to be anti-hero. There's no doubt in my mind. And they're going to make it work. I don't I'm know. Telling you. Well, no, okay. no, no. DC is going to roll with whatever works. He's, he's going to go point. full villain because he hasn't been able to. The, when was the last time where I played a villain, like a real villain? The Doom movie? Like the Doom count. movie, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't count. That was garbage. Poopoo garbage. Let's not talk about it again. But, um, but yeah, that that, like... He's if if he okay so whenever we put wrestlers in movies, we we treat them like they're still wrestling. So yeah, he may do a heel turn, and 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 be the good guy because that formula has worked for him in the past, of course. But I don't know. I just mm, God, they could do it. You're right. They are going to work with whatever works. I guarantee. You're right. gonna, God, you're right. They're gonna do it. <laughs> Superman's second fiddle to blackouts. That's the universe you got to prepare for. It's the Trump campaign all over again. You start yeah. with wrestling, and then you mm-hmm. you become super popular. Oh my god! Yep, there you go. But I am I'm definitely on board with uh, another Suicide Squad uh, film. I hope it gets made. I know there are some issues due to the pandemic and, and merchandising and all that kind of stuff. But I hope it gets made, and I really would, like, as much as, as I come on these podcasts and give DC a hard time, I really do want them to succeed. And I want them to be able to do it outside of Superman and Batman. Like, I, I well, want to see these yeah. other characters have good films on screen. And it really it really helps the entire, uh, I guess we call it an industry as far as comic book movies is concerned, if DC is putting out good movies, too. And I think this is a good start. All right, all right, all right. 
I, I guess that's 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 where I come in and I, I as as much as I've been a negative Nancy on this 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 podcast, like I I, I can't no. yeah I I, <laughs> I can't not praise this movie enough. Mm-hmm. It, it it was engaging start to finish. The characters were endearing. Uh, like at the end when you know when everything comes together and there's 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 the big climax and 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 Harley figures out what to do with that javelin she's been uh carrying around the whole movie like it it, it worked so well it, it was like a a lot of puzzle pieces that they finally put together the right way and i feel like it's not something that dc has been really good at at all uh they have gotten a lot better i, I you know we bitch about them a lot on this podcast but the past of the past like 6 DC movies, not counting the Snyder cut, most of them have been good. Mm-hmm. So I, f- I feel like they're going moving in the right direction. I'm really excited to see what they do with Harley Quinn going forward, uh, because her character growth from Suicide Squad one to to this one uh, was night and day. You know, in, in in this movie, she was arguably just straight up a good guy. Yep. You know, she 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 made a, a moral decision in the middle of the movie in a way that I don't think Suicide Squad Squad One Harley would have made. Well, in Birds of Prey, she she solidified herself as a good guy, you know, and now now she 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 just confirmed it because she was about to get everything she ever wanted. Yeah, and yeah. she was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah. Again, don't, don't don't take all of my my poo-pooing on shit. As 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 this movie was bad, this movie was great. And if you haven't seen it, you need to go. You need to see it. Either go to theaters or or or, or steal someone's password. Watch it. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be on HBO Max for another couple of weeks, I think, uh, or I think about one more week. So do it quickly. And maybe we get Polka Dot Man the movie. Jeez. Well, <laughs> no, no. Uh, y'all, do, y'all, for real though? Let's do a quick plug fest. Uh, Jeff, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me two places, Sergio. You can find me uh, on Reality Breached uh, as a part of the Shellheads a TMNT podcast with you. Uh, the other place you can find me is the Warp Zone Arcade. Uh, Brennan, Mississippi's premier arcade. Um, we have retro and modern games to enjoy. Uh, we're big SNK fans, so that's uh, King of Fighters, Metal Slug, Fatal Fury, Windjammers, Arrow Fighters, all those just great, awesome games to enjoy. Um, and of course, we're, you know, during the pandemic, you know, we're still being safe, uh, cleaning, all that great stuff. Uh, masks are mandatory. We're doing Smash tournaments every Saturday night. Um, and those, you know, we're being as safe as we possibly can. So everybody, please come out and uh, join us. Where can we find you, Sergio? Realitybreached.com. And that's all I'm going to plug. Uh, Jarius, where can we find you? At his you house. The, uh, yes. <laughs> you can find me on the Unapologetic Geek on Facebook. We just hit 50K, man. I'm excited. Woo! A lot of fuckers. A lot of fuckers. <laughs> well, uh, and Michael Yates, what do you have to plug, good sir? 
that we need another that we need a polka dot man movie um it's gonna work and, and that you think you know you think about the polka dots you think maybe they're kind of like those bingo dots you know the plastic ones kind of clip out you think they feel like that you know when they're seeing into your flesh okay maybe that's, that's what i thought dots crossover that needs to happen oh, oh, oh big brain ideas yeah all right, all right. If that's what you want to use your plug time on, I, I can't fault you for that. Thanks for listening, everybody. This was episode 149 of the Reality Breach podcast. Uh, the ne- the next episode is already in the can. It's with it's with me and the wonderful Jarius Thomas. Uh, we talk about video games yes. for a really long time, but it's a really special 150th episode. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, I thank these three dudes for being on the show. Uh, and as always, get the ransom and shoot the hostage. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. Be sure to check out our other great shows like the Black Pocket Podcast, Shellheads, and Dead Scene Kids, all available on realitybreached.com. Climb aboard for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who. Exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at DiscussingWho.com.